Hello and welcome everybody to episode 12 of Late Arrivals. I'm joined this week by Chris and Lou. Connor's uh, working on a very important work project, so he couldn't be with us tonight. But he's forever in our hearts. (laughs) Speaking of forever in our hearts, we have a sad death to mourn this week. As of yesterday, the Wayne Gretzky trade tree is finally dead. Rip. R.I.P. Ripping pepperoni. 34 years, 12,391 days. Jesus. <laughs> um, so technically, it's been dead since the start of free agency. Yeah. Um, so it's been dead for about two months. I'd say it was probably on life support that whole time mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. it was contingent on Nelson uh, Noisier either being signed by the Kings or another team. And he signed in the KHL yesterday, so it has officially died. Um, It is kind of funny how it is a little full circle that the trade tree starts with the Kings at the front and ends with Mm -hmm. the Kings. Because usually like those trade trees kind of split off in weird directions and guys don't always wind up or stay with the team Mm -hmm. that traded for them. But it's kind of funny how it's uh, the Kings that ended it yeah yeah that's pretty neat i I hope no one thought we were uh talking about the queen there (laughs) but i mean that happened too that's (laughs) something that did happen well to get just right into the news this week uh had some ducks news happen this week kind of few and few and far between but uh gonna start with some of the more boring stuff. Uh, Ducks signed Nathan Beaulieu to a PTO on top of a list of guys um, that I have pulled up on Cat Friendly. Uh, two of which we've already kind of known. Uh, Brent Gates was a goal last year. Uh, Nicholas Brouillard was a goal as well. But there's a kid named Josh Healy. He's a 28-year-old defenseman from the Flames. And a unsigned... Uh, left winger that played in Rockford. His name is Dmitry Osipov. Osipov. So, uh, you know, Pat Verbeek is really in love with his Russians, which I definitely don't mind. Change of pace. Hey, you know, considering we never would have them up until this last year, I'm all for it. Get as many guys from different countries as you can. Yeah. Uh, But the big one I wanted to talk about... um, and this really was in one place, and it was just Connor's mentions the other day. But there was a apparent rumor about Patrick Kane and the Ducks that I want to squash before it gets out of hand. As much as I would love Patrick Kane on the Ducks to play with Trevor Zegris, the sole reason I'd want him on the Ducks, mm-hmm. um, this rumor is just hearsay. Um, And for those that don't know what I'm talking about on the latest episode of Missing Curfew with uh, Shane O'Brien and Scotty Upshaw, Obi was kind of alluding to the fact that if you're Patrick Kane, um, you know, you go to a place like L.A., you go to a place like New York. But he started the rumor, uh, well, rumor of 
if you're if you're Kane, it's it's smart to look out this way, just because between us and the Kings, there are a lot of great things going on. Both teams are making strides to really you know make a swing for competing in the next couple of years. But he said, mm-hmm. you know, if if you're Kane and you look at the talent between the two teams, wouldn't you want to play next to Trevor Zegers? <laughs> and I get it. I understand it, but I think it needs to be squashed until it's somebody like Friedman or, I mean, Bob McKenzie still takes a swing at getting rumors every now and again when he's not selling his margaritas. (laughs) But I kind of feel like it's necessary to squash it now before it gets out of hand and, you know, we have a situation where people are believing just random quotes out there because anything anyone ever says is just like oh yeah let's grab that (laughs) it's a fun idea like i said don't get me wrong i pants get a little bit tight thinking about it but (laughs) i don't know i i feel like we have a platform to where we can say hey just believe it when it actually happens or there's a legit source reporting it because shit like that gets taken way out of context the next thing you know you know we got a mk walter situation again and patrick line is on his way to the ducks so we, we don't need another one of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the but, thing is is that it wouldn't be i don't know i'm kind of torn on that even if it was if it was like a legit rumor because of course he's a good player and stuff but and it's been a long time but it still doesn't matter like he still brings that baggage with him you know you know what I yeah. mean? Like the yeah. off ice stuff. So that would be, I don't, I don't really know how I'd feel about it. <laughs> I've always Dude. been of the opinion that it's solely, it's solely to help Z stat pad. Yeah. You get him a guy that's either going to dish him the puck or that he's going to dish the puck too. Yeah. That's the only reason I say go for it. But at the same time, does it make sense for where we're at? Not really. Not really. You're going to have know. to give up a lot for him, probably. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Patrick Kane's getting old, but he's still not a terrible player by any means. Like, it's not, it's, you know, we're not going to have an armchair GM trade here where we're giving them, you know, four goals players for Patrick Kane. And it's, you know, a yeah, cut and clear deal. But I don't know. I felt, I felt, we needed to talk about it because I don't like when little quotes like that get taken out of context because it, it gets annoying. Yeah. So and it's, it's, <laughs> and it's kind of rare too. When it, when someone that big of a name is like anywhere near the duck's name, <laughs> it just, I don't know. I, I like what Obi's saying. Don't get me wrong, but you're buying what he's selling. I, I am. In fact, drinking I'm buying I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Smelling what he's <laughs> cooking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing that we got from the Ducks this week was they announced the Ascent, which officially starting yesterday is a number of events that will lead us into opening night. Some things including you know, the Zegers and Drysdale meet and greet this weekend, uh, the start of training camp, uh, it seems like they're going to be putting out more video content, which we love. Um, 
There is a pregame screening event of the second season of Game Changers. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. A bunch of preseason games. Um, I like the Try Hockey for Free clinic they're doing at Anaheim Ice uh, for Hispanic Heritage. Yeah. I always love when they do that stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. And they're doing that and Girls Try Hockey for Free in tandem, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the last thing leading up to opening night on the 12th next month yeah i know we've said it multiple times but i like i i I love the direction we're going with yeah the duck social media over the past you know season or two yeah shout out tyler shout out out (laughs) our pal even though he might be mad at us because of the the calendar dm i sent i'm sorry tyler (laughs) (laughs) but uh i i i like having a roadmap of this and being able to see even it's not even a behind the scene, but like just having a plan and not just having stuff dropped on you. And yeah, I mean, surprises are definitely fun, uh, but we never had stuff like this in the last couple of years. It's always just kind of been cut and dry of, okay, training camp starts here. You guys can come watch. Yeah. Here's the preseason games. We'll do, you know, we'll do something fun, but you never know what it is. And then, you know, there's yeah. face off fest, what, and what have you, but I like that it's keeping everybody engaged and it's keeping everybody or kind of building everybody into that, that spirit for the season. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Then it just goes to show that, you know, the, the people behind the scenes working with the team are really putting their best effort forth and making these things happen for us. Um, yeah. I know that is internal and, yeah, there's a lot of people behind the scenes making all that stuff happen, but I don't know. It, it's cool being able to see things like this just so readily available instead of it always kind of sneaking up on you and just being a surprise on a random Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like this. Like you said, you know, with the the build up and everything. I mean, once it gets into September, just start shoving it down everyone's throat that hockey's coming back. Make them know that you know the ducks are playing hockey soon you know and i don't live in the area so i don't know if they put up like billboards and stuff like that i don't really know how they how it looks around there's stuff at the spectrum is there yeah yeah i know when i'm visiting i see depending on the time of year i'll see stuff at the spectrum or like city buses will randomly have like duck stuff on it yeah yeah other than that i'm not too sure outside of that like what they do around orange county but i mean shove it down everyone's throat make it impossible to forget that the ducks are playing hockey in a month (laughs) yeah agreed um but yeah it's uh thursday is a big day too because tickets go on sale this thursday i think it's this thursday right should be yeah yeah Yeah, september 15th ducks tickets go on sale yeah you usually see the transition around like honda center and like on catella um pretty early mm-hmm. into september because by that point you know the angels have been out of the playoffs for a couple months so <laughs> no need to keep the angel banners up around the uh the city but yeah yeah shove it down everybody's throat especially because the teams are going to be good in the yeah, next couple of seasons you know the more the more people you can win back you know those those people that said they were done because the ducks were rebuilding and 
mm-hmm. through a fit because the team got bad. Yeah, and it'd be um, funny just for like some random person and be like, I don't know who the Zegers is, but I got to see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he served me my Chipotle today, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is about this kid. Wasn't wearing a hairnet, wasn't wearing gloves, but damn, that was a good burrito. He was doing a TikTok. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, in other NHL news, uh, we had some we had some signings, some extensions. Uh, we're gonna start up north in Montreal. Uh, Montreal and Kirby Doc agree on a four year contract. Four by oh, Jesus, why does this have to be so specific? <laughs> Three million three hundred sixty-two thousand and five hundred dollars, coming in around like thirteen mil AAV, which a couple pennies as well, probably. You know, <laughs> he's he's kind of an interesting case. Uh, it certainly doesn't help that the Blackhawks were very bad and seemingly kind of gave up on him super early, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's only twenty-one going into a contract like this is I mean we see it we see young guys getting traded before they really come into their game but he always kind of seemed like that weird pick for Chicago yeah and he was actually a guy that I wanted and was kind of mad that Chicago got but I mean that was also the year that we got C so I can't be too (laughs) mad um when they when they drafted uh Doc didn't they say that he he could be I don't know if they said it like exactly like this, but they said something about um, him possibly being the next Getzloff. Was it him? Do you remember? A, a lot of his comparables going into the draft were of Ryan Getzloff. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's because he also was, I want to say he's also from Saskatchewan. Oh, really? Um, so I think, you know, naturally they're trying to draw that comparison too. Um, that yeah. may, may or may not be false. Again, not the stat podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah. They were they were saying that he was very Ryan Getzloff like in all of his draft yeah. preview stuff, and it almost kind of felt like it was a knock because they're like, yeah, you know, he's a big bruising power forward that doesn't skate very well. He's kind of clunky <laughs> on his skates, and it's just like, god damn, you were talking about a future hockey hall of famer comparing to this kid. You know, uh, put some respect on his name. <laughs> but I mean, you kind of have to feel for the kid. I yeah, I certainly feel bad that he had to put up with all the shit in Chicago because yeah, they're not a fan base that's is like volatile as say like the Oilers or the Leafs or teams like that. But mm-hmm. you know, guy, if if you're not producing like Taze and Kane or Debrinket when he was still there, yeah, like you pretty much were were shunned. Yeah, you, know, you were a bust or you just you sucked ass and. You know, kids twenty one. Like, can you? Is it fair to draw those comparisons? No, but yeah, I hope I hope it works out for him in Montreal. I I like him. He's like you said, he's still young. He's got time. So I feel like he'll complement the core of the Canadians very well. Yeah, because they have a bunch of young guys. They yeah, they're kind of shedding the dead weight of the older older guys. The the bigger contracts on the book in favor of the kids, which. You know, there's another GM doing the right thing, kind of taking those steps to make sure that things down the line get better instead of just kind of mulling in the same place and yeah, being stuck in a loop of being bad. 
Well, in the same, staying in the same city, uh, Nick Suzuki's named the 31st captain of the Canadians, and he now becomes the youngest Habs captain in their franchise history, which there do be a lot of history there. <laughs> so it, always feels, it feels like every year something like this is happening. You know, they're mm-hmm. taking chances on the younger kids, not, you know, not just in Montreal, but it seems like teams are a little more trusting of the kids. Um, I kind of feel like we may see that with the ducks. I feel in my gut, I want Terry to be the next captain. Cause I feel he's very well-spoken and, I mean, the fact that we always bring up the Jay Beagle incident, but the fact that he got beat up and pummeled for the sake <laughs> of another teammate, he wasn't the one who did the thing, <laughs> kind of shows those leadership qualities to me. But I, I kind of feel like they're going to go the route of maybe giving it to like McTavish or a mm-hmm. younger guy that's coming up. Um, just because if you're putting faith in those kids to be, you know, the ones that push your franchise going forward. I feel like giving, giving them that title helps, helps instill faith in them. Yeah. You know, the kids that come up nowadays are super, you know, all going to be really great talents. So you really can't go wrong, but I just think it goes that extra mile of kind of proving to them like, Hey, we, we, we believe in you. We want, we want you to succeed. And we think that you're going to do, you know, do great things for us. Yeah. And you see that a lot. Go ahead, Lou. Oh, he's also the second captain of Asian, the second captain of Asian heritage in NHL history after Paul Korea. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But yeah, you been seeing like younger players uh, become captain over the last uh, several years, you know, with McDavid and, Eichel even people were getting on the Sabres saying that Eichel was too young to lead a team and now it's kind of like the norm. Yeah. I mean, Sabres fans might have had a point, but I don't know. We don't give them credit for a lot. You know, everybody's different. <laughs> Suzuki could be perfect, a perfect captain. You know, it just I don't know. I it's weird to me when people say who's a good captain or not because it's like you really don't know. It's not all about like points and stuff. Like we're not in the locker room, you know, like yeah. if his, if his teammates think he's a good captain and, and want him to be captain, then that's fine with me. I mean, they see more of him than we do. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say how many years was Andy green, the captain of the devils. <laughs> I mean, he must've been doing something right. So, yeah. Something. Maybe he was feeding everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Andy green still playing. Uh, he does not have a contract, but he did play last year. Mm, well, good for him. Key moment of uh, Ducks history. He was responsible for, I think, the game-tying goal in the that uh, three-own-goal game at Honda Center during the 25th season. But, uh, that game was That game was quite the game in person. That whole season was it. <laughs> That whole season was a shit show. It, it was, but brought us a playoffs. Lo- it brought us a lot of memories and a lot of memes. <laughs> yep. Well, sticking in Canada, uh, we have an extension that if you're 
you know, we bring him up a lot nowadays, but if you're Trevor Zegers, you're smiling, looking at this number, but Tim Stutzel signs an eight year extension with the senators, eight years. Fuck. This one's super specific too. What's, with these, what's with these GMs today? Jesus Christ. <laughs> eight years, eight mil, 350,000 for a total of 66 million. Um. Wow. If you are Trevor Zegers' agent right now, you're pointing at that and saying, yes, we'll take what he's having. <laughs> um, I liked the tweet that uh, I think I, if, if I'm remembering it right, it was like Jack Hughes right now. And it's the, the OBJ picture. Of, I'm not, or was it OBJ? I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. That, that meme. <laughs> it was, it was that meme, I think. <laughs> and like, you got to feel for Jack Hughes right now. <laughs> Um, I mean, the Senators are secretly one of those teams up there that I keep thinking is winning the off season. Yeah, I cannot wait to watch them play. Like they, even if they're not, yeah, even if they're losing, they're gonna be fun. Like they just, they did a lot of good stuff this off season, and I'm glad that they're not in the Western Conference because I can enjoy them a little bit more. (laughs) I feel like. They're going to be a sleeper playoff team. I think this is the year they finally get back in. Um, they are kind of in a weird division that's also pretty stacked. So it yeah. would take a bunch of teams being pretty shitty for that to happen. But hey, we'll get back to what's, that later. What's their, yeah, what's their goalie situation? Do you know? Um, that is a very good question. <laughs> you know, I cannot in? remember who the hell... No, Murray got traded to the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Do they still have no? Do they still have Forsberg? Am I like really late? I don't, <laughs> I don't think they do. Christ. Okay, maybe we're giving them a little too much credit. Cam Talbot? Uh okay. So they still have oh, Forsberg. Talbot's yeah. there. Yeah, Cam Talbot signed there. Antoine Bebo. Right. Mad Sogard and Anton, Anton Forsberg, Kevin Mondelessi. Yeah, at least I was right that Forsberg is still there. <laughs> like it I came no out of idea. my mouth, and then I wasn't sure. I had no idea Cam Talbot went there. I totally <laughs> forgot. That was a good six six episodes ago, I think. Five or six <laughs> episodes ago. <laughs> a lot has happened since then. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, their goalies are all right, I guess. I mean, Talbot just depends on which Talbot shows up, but they could yeah, be decent. Looking at their roster, they are kind of a mixed bag of just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> I mean, they certainly got better, but, like, you know, I forgot Larson was there. Oh yeah, that was like the the one thing I didn't like that they did this offseason because they were doing everything perfect and then all of a sudden they signed Jacob Larson. It's like, well, <laughs> Travis Hamanick's there. What the hell? <laughs> Austin Watson's still on the roster. <laughs> okay, maybe I spoke a little too soon. I don't know what's going on there, but they should be better. Let's just go. With they that. should be better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be better. They they're gonna have to really fight for a wild card spot. Hey, I say they do it. It's probably going to be yeah. them or the the Sabres that are like the sleeper team coming out of the Atlantic. Yeah. But, 
But hey, well, you know, at least the Senators look good. They went back, you know, they got their original jerseys back and they're beautiful. It's all that matters. Sometimes it's just looks that yep. that matter. Yep. Well, another uh, extension we saw today was uh, Jordan Cairo. And I'm not going to read the specifics on this one because it's also another specific dollar amount. But he signs an eight-year contract coming out about 65 mil. Um, mm-hmm. Smart move by the Blues. I don't think they were going to let him walk for nothing or yeah that would have been get really any stupid. get anywhere near leaving but he, he kind of feels like the next ducks killer of this generation so i know i will hate him from afar but he's been a he's been a real curious case because he's been really really good just kind of out of nowhere yeah he's like my favorite player on the blues he's a lot of fun to watch everyone kind of team what was that? I said the Blues are a dumb team. Oh, I agree. Their fans are stupid. <laughs> they're just, oh. I don't know, they're just there. And I'm i am sure a lot of fan bases say the same about the Ducks, and that's fine. You know, if the Blues are your team and you enjoy them, you do that. We're not telling you you can't enjoy them. <laughs> I, just, I just don't care about them. We're a very opinionated podcast. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them, man. Every time I think about them, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're a thing. But yeah. everyone kind of thinks that, you know, this is going to look like a really good contract down the road. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't blame them because, like I said, he kind of came out of the woodworks and just broke out randomly. And you know. I haven't even heard, I didn't even hear, hear about him until like the All Star game. Oh, really? Like, who, who is the Jordan Cairo? He he just flies under the radar, Lou. Yes, so. Speaking of other guys flying under the radar, uh, the dream is dead, just like the Queen. Uh, Evan Rodriguez <laughs> signs with the Avs, one year, two mil. <laughs> I think I killed you guys. <laughs> I just wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep you guys on your toes. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, uh, but goddamn the abs, fucking Joe Sackick, <laughs> making their team even better. I know that was a little painful. Just, Fuck just you, when you, just when you think they're getting like they're gonna fall back down to earth and maybe be a normal team again, that's not just steamrolling everybody. They just, they just step in and of course have to add the guy that everybody wants on their team. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, this is what Connor said in the chat. <laughs> didn't, <laughs> think, didn't think Lizzie would catch a stray on late arrival. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes, I mean, you know how we are. We oh gotta just, God. gotta be a little out of pocket sometimes. But <laughs> this whole Rodriguez stuff. I'll uh I'm just gonna blame the Sabres because they're you know they shouldn't have even traded them to begin with. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just find a way to blame the Sabres for just about anything. Some things come full circle back to blaming <laughs> the Sabres for something. Just waiting for and say I could see your eyes watering. <laughs> uh. 
Well, this was more. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm now reading the chat. <laughs> <sighs> well, I added this in our notes for the episode just because it's a little interesting, but uh, Zach Aston Reese signs a PTO with Toronto. And Dominic Simone signs overseas, thus meaning that the Raquel trade at the deadline officially becomes Callie Klang and Tristan Luneau for Ricard Raquel, which still looks like a really good trade. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Klang to play. I really want to see him maybe get a call up at some point if we're like really out of the race. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would burn any amount of time to have him play this year no but goddamn, i'm excited for kelly Klang just yeah. because it's just another great goalie that we're gonna have in the system because i feel like we kind of hit a little bit of a speed bump in between like having dostal and like erickson eck erickson eck uh Durney. i mean Durney barely played with the goals but he kind of seemed yeah. like that guy that always was just kind of there Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like having a farm system of Cali Klang, Lucas Dostal, and Ole Eriksson Ek is pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, there's only a few teams that I'd say probably have better tandems at the lower level. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm fucking excited. Yeah, we need to we need to get some Klang gang shirts made. I want to get one of the the Rogel jerseys with his name on it, but oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like you have to cast a spell to buy jerseys internationally. Yeah, the only other time I've looked was for an Ice Baron jersey, and I, I the the rough translation that Google does from German was was very very hard to understand. So I, yeah, honestly didn't want my credit card to get uh get rejected. <laughs> I, I wanted to save myself that embarrassment, but uh yeah, that's like me trying to get wanting a Swiss Swiss League jersey. It's just you don't know, you don't know what to <laughs> uh, but yeah, we need to build our uh the podcast reputation for being the goalie podcast. Hey, I'm telling you, we gotta we gotta hit the ground running really hard here and try and get Tom on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying to have him on just to talk about goalie equipment. And we can just have like Gibson on once and just like say nothing and just stare at each other <laughs> just quietly hey what's up hey what's up do it do it do a hair flip <laughs> do you have a water bottle on hand to wet your head <laughs> can you put on a show right now <laughs> <laughs> uh you said dominic simone uh signed overseas where did he sign I don't know off the top of my head. All I saw was the Puck Empire post about it, and I kind of went, "Oh, hey, that's a thing." But I will look it he's up. From, right he's from he's from uh, uh, Czechia, so I wonder if he just went back there. Um. Well, accord, according to the Pensberg blog, the Penguins offered him a contract. But he declined it, and he's going to play home at home. Okay. Oh yeah, I found it. HC Sparta Praha. I kind of okay. feel bad for him. He kind of got the shit end of the stick just being a contract dump. But yeah, yeah. he did okay for all like 
15 games he played. Yeah, I thought he did all right. The Aston Reese PTO kind of sucks because I, I liked him. I did too. God. He was a good power play killer. Dude, he was so Penalty good. Killer. But what you going to do? Sometimes you got to sacrifice guys like that if they really don't fit in the fold. And Pat Verbeek hasn't given us a reason to not trust him yet. So not yet. Yeah. Trust his judgment. <laughs> you know, unless we're trading for Jacob Larson at the deadline, then, you know, then I might be a little weary, but yeah, we'll cross that bridge if we get there. <laughs> well, before we get into the rest of the news for the week, we just wanted to plug our socials. Um, We've been seeing a lot more Twitter follows. I, I noticed yeah, the, num- the numbers climbing there. Um, Last week was a big week uh, for us on social media just because of, um, you know, last last Tuesday we did the recording for episode 11. Wednesday we were on that. Um, Twitter space. Twitter space with uh, Hockey DB. And then Thursday was our release day. And then Friday we got on uh, Did the Twitch. stream. Yeah, a uh, little hangout on Twitch. So I think in the last week or so, we probably gained like close to 50 followers. Hey, climbing so, on up. Yeah. We just, you know, hopefully once the season gets going here, we can start, it can start exploding a little bit more, a little bit faster. But yeah, it's doing well right now. We need to definitely do another one of those uh, streams with maybe another group from the Hockey Focus podcast. Yeah, that was a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Rainer and Polly were, or Greener and Polly were hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, we didn't we even do a talk about hockey. One, we should do an episode with them one day. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk much about hockey. It was a lot of golf and then a lot of other stuff. Tennis. <laughs> we were kind of all over the place. Shit. I don't even remember half of what we talked about because it just some, seemed like the topics were changing every couple seconds. I know. But yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, it's still on Twitch. You can watch it. Yep. 3k celebration yeah the 3k celebration one yeah so yeah make sure you're following us on twitch and twitter and instagram late arrival spot everywhere um join our discord you can find it in our link tree that will be in all of our bios very easy to find if you want to find it and yeah you can follow the hockey focus from there we got our our buddy from hockey daily 365 we got his account linked on there so a bunch of stuff got a lot of links i was looking at it the other day to finish up the blog mm-hmm. and we got a lot on there <laughs> we do but hey <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to to promote and have you guys watch our content on yeah except youtube that'll happen <laughs> one day that's <laughs> just chilling there <laughs> that and the that and the tiktok oh yeah tiktok okay <laughs> I will say that I have some sort of a plan for TikTok, at least on my end. I don't know if you guys want to do anything with it at some point. I'm 30 years old. I'm not fucking hey, doing so TikTok. Am I. Don't don't call me out like this. Because I just said I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when uh when I when I go to Buffalo next month, I'm gonna I might try to do something with it, like at a Sabres game, because I'm gonna try to get to like three Sabres games in like five days. Should Fortnite dance with Sabretooth? Jesus. <laughs> I'm actually going to see if I can get Sabretooth involved, but we'll see. Hey, whatever gets us, whatever gets us those views. Yeah. So if Sabretooth is listening to this, <laughs> hear me out, Tooth. Are <laughs> <laughs> we going to, every episode, we should shout out a random mascot and be like, hey, if you're, listen, <laughs> if you're listening, Thunderbug, this one's for you. 
This one's for you. <laughs> uh, well, shout out Sharky. Sharky. We had the national TV schedules were announced, and holy shit, the Ducks have 14 games on national TV this 14. year. 14. Zebra's effect, man. I hope he starts doing the flippy puck stuff more. <laughs> Next year, we might have 20 games. <laughs> but 14, holy fuck. Like two seasons ago, we had three, I think. I think so, yeah. We usually had like at least four for a while. Like we always had at least four. But And it was always like two games that were just complete ass kickings. It was like. Yeah. It was always against Colorado. <laughs> Ducks Avalanche, 6 <laughs> p.m. Always, prime time. <laughs> I call, yeah, I I totally want to watch this just get shit kicked for three hours. Who had the lowest? It was. uh there were a couple on? zeros, actually. It was well, this this was the United States national yeah ESPN page. ESPN TNT yeah but so yeah Montreal didn't get any Arizona the, got more than Montreal the Flames was, got zero too I Flames believe. yeah mm-hmm. Wait, they then, got zero yeah I thought they got at least like one nope maybe I mean if if they did it's it's definitely in the single digits yeah yeah. Yeah, because Ducks were tied for the second most because I think the most was only 15. Something like that. I say yeah. only, but yeah, that's a big number. But compared to what the to where the Ducks were in that, it's weird that they were tied for second most. I am looking for it, and for some reason I can't find it now. Shout out can, Trevor Zegers. You can look up Puck Report NHL. Oh, yeah. They usually have like the graphics for it. Yeah. Yeah, we have um, we have six games on TNT, and then ESPN, the main channel ESPN. We have one, two, three. Looks like four, and then the rest are ESPN Plus Hulu exclusives. Which I know a lot of people had a problem with that last year, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. I know you have to have Hulu, but yeah. Um, I just don't Cal- like it because you have to, I, I, I have to watch it on my computer, and I don't like watching games on my computer. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I'd rather watch it on my TV, you know? Yeah. My so, TV doesn't have Hulu, so. Calgary has four games, so they have the same amount as the Coyotes. Okay. Montreal Ooh. has zero. Ottawa has one. Winnipeg has one. And the Canucks have two. Wasn't there another team with zero or no? Just the Habs. Oh, wow. All right. I said, fuck you. <laughs> so in other news, uh, Ryan Miller has been inducted to the USA Hockey Hall of Fame. Which oh, boy. Next stop is the normal Hockey Hall of Fame, I believe. Yes, I feel like I mean, I, I feel be. like I feel like he's he's got to get in. He's got to be. I mean, if. It's weird bringing this up, but I kind of feel like there's going to be a case for Jonathan Quick mm-hmm. to make the Hall of Fame, which would be deserved. He has the the championships for it and yeah, the wins no for it. But it's like if he's going to not so much be a lock, but a guy that's going to make it at some point, Ryan Miller has to as well. Yeah, I mean, being the like winningest goalie 
American goalie ever. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, but no does, cups, but you know, what can you do? Definitely deserved. Um, I know towards the end there, I wasn't a huge Ryan Miller guy because that season was just frustrating and it seemed like we were also finding ways to lose every game we played. <laughs> yeah. Um, but his time here, he was he he always kind of seemed like the steadying presence in those rough times. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of took things in stride and jest, you know, and just went with the flow. Like he clearly wanted to win and try his best to to keep chasing the record and everything. But it was just like he he seemed content where he was at. Yeah, and I'm happy. You know, he wasn't around for very long, but I'm happy he was around because he definitely was a fun goalie to watch, even even when we were dog shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. And always had just like the best masks, man. Like I always, always liked what he was rocking. I liked his, his one from the 25th season the most, just because it looked like wild wings mask. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always had the really, I liked how he had his Vaughn pads. I always liked the all black with the mm-hmm. accents. Yeah. Those are always, yeah, those are nice. He he did what he could with our color scheme, kind of kind of <laughs> like what Stolars does. I I like how Stolars uses the all black with yeah. the, like, the small accents. It looks nicer. It it makes looking at our uniforms a little more digestible. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, you go just everyone just go less gold. Like if you want to have any gold on it, and it's like the CCM logo, that's fine. Or if like you know whatever brand you have and it's gold whatever but everything else should just be orange or black <laughs> i kind of like that gibby's going away from using it just because of how how the true pads are mm-hmm. but my god he needs to stop with the fucking orange like bottom part of the pad <laughs> when he started doing those on his ccms it was make it like makes my eye twitch just because <laughs> the color on the pads is so much darker than the jersey it's almost like a flyer orange oh i got and that and that's a manufactured thing like yeah this is just me being nitpicky about <laughs> the colors of the gear yeah but it's like it's just so much darker than everything else and it just irritates the ever-living shit out of me <laughs> and it's just like the way he was doing the color spots i just i don't know he he annoyed me that season just with his pads alone. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like the colors looked so off. And again, it comes down to just how the manufacturers are able to make it like that. But just my fucking God. <laughs> like, let's tone it down on just putting random colors places. Just just go with the all. Just go with the all one color. Like, hell, yeah, if it was I... an all orange pad, I wouldn't hate it. As long as it's one color. Yeah. But it's like I when mean, you got little splotches here and there that it's like, oh, well, this part's orange and this part's gold. Like I get accenting colors and making it look cool. I have spent hours and hours on goalie customizers, but holy shit. Fuck. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe this year, you know, he'll contact you. Hey, I, I have a lot of time on my hands. So yeah, I, I wouldn't so, mind. I mean, if he if he stumbles upon this too, you know, we'll give him a shout out really quick. 
get a hold of Jake, you know, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, whatever it is, you know, see, you know, just ask him for his opinion on your pads. Check, check my LinkedIn. <sighs> well, in other news across the league, Matthew Perot decides to hang them up after 13 seasons. Ducks legend. Ducks legend. I wasn't around for the Matthew Perot era as a duck. I don't think I was either. But I do remember him as a duck ever so briefly because there's pictures of him as a duck. So there's proof he existed. I loved him with the ducks, man. He was he was fun. He always kind of seemed like an ass when we played Winnipeg, but maybe that's just because he was an opponent and I never saw him as a duck. Yeah, I feel like he was like that with Winnipeg too, but no one else because he played for the Capitals, and I don't, I don't remember hating him on the Capitals. <laughs> I mean, if you, you know lived in Lou Winnipeg, about the would Capitals. you be happy? <laughs> I mean, no. it's cold and you have no airport, so I, I, I don't think you would really. Did you, did you see the NHL tweet uh, when? announcing his retirement and they had like the transformation of him like over the years the pictures and stuff yeah dude the one where he looks like um he looks like the homeless man on uh happy gilmore (laughs) (laughs) that one's probably my favorite but by all accounts i mean he seemed like a good guy yeah good player it's just he was a little before my time ever ever so slightly. But that's the every, luck in retirement for Matthew Perot. It doesn't seem like people hate him, so that's always a good thing. Because yeah. certain players leave here and for some reason get a bad rap. I don't know why. <laughs> well, lastly, rounding out the news portion of the pod. We were going to do our preview slash predictions of the Atlantic division. And since we were kind of keeping things brief, uh, we kind of agreed to just talk about who we think is going to win the division, uh, the order that we think the division is going to go. The Atlantic tends to be a more boring division. Outside Um, of the Leafs. Just because the teams at the top of the division tend to be the same teams every season. Yeah. And they've pretty much clinched their way into the top three of that division by like Christmas. Yeah. Um, there never seems to be much of a fight as we get with like the Pacific or the central. Um, I guess I will go first. Kind of feel like it's going to be a toss-up between Tampa and Toronto as the number one. Yeah. If I had to choose one of them, I'm going to say Toronto. Okay. Even though I feel like Matt Murray as your starter may be a little suspect. (laughs) And I think you do Tampa too, even though Tampa kind of did what Colorado did and just got a lot of quality guys for very cheap this summer. Yeah. Um, so I feel like those two are interchangeable, but I'm going to go with my gut and say Toronto one, Tampa two. I'm going to say Boston three. Okay. I feel like they'll bounce back and be, be kind of good. Um, I see Florida at four. Um, and then I'd say Ottawa and Buffalo are a toss up, but I'm going to give Ottawa the edge at five. 
Buffalo at six, Detroit at seven, Montreal at eight. Okay. I feel like there's really no wrong answers of who's going to win the division. Um, but I feel like the Leafs always kind of get off to a good start and then just peter out at the end. Mm-hmm. But they tend to have like a bigger lead by the time they get to the end of the season to where if a team jumps them, it's by like a game or two. Um, they tend to have their skids mid-year and then kind of pick things back up after yeah. after the chaos has died a little. Um did you want do you have Connors? Did you want to read his? Uh if you want to do yours, I'll read Connors after. Okay. All right. So I was gonna go Leafs uh to win the division, but I feel like their goaltending's gonna screw them up a little bit. I'm gonna go with uh Florida winning the division. I know they won it last year, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll say it goes Florida and then Toronto. Okay. And then number three, I'll go. Um, I'll go with. Damn. I'll go with Boston at number three. So Florida, Toronto, Boston. I say Tampa's out of the top three. Okay. But they will be four. So they'll they'll most I'll probably have them in a wild card spot, but um maybe the second wild card. I can see them dipping just a little bit. Um that's four or five. I would say Ottawa. Okay. Then Detroit. No, no, no. Then Buffalo. Then Detroit. Then Montreal. Okay. I'll read Connors. Connors is a little interesting. His uh his bottom two teams are what we've said so far, Detroit and Montreal. So I won't even list it out because it's the yeah. same. <laughs> yeah. But he has a top three of Toronto, Florida, Tampa. Okay. But he has Ottawa number four. Oh. So he's he's believing the Ottawa hype like the rest of us. He has Boston at five and Buffalo at six, and then Detroit, Montreal. Buffalo at six. Hmm. Okay. I'll how are you f- how, feeling the same, Lou? Yeah, I'm with Connor, but I would switch uh, Florida and Tampa. I mean, Florida and Toronto. Florida okay. wins the division, and Toronto goes second. Tampa third. Um, Ottawa fourth. Boston fifth, and then I guess Buffalo sixth, Detroit seventh, and Montreal eighth. Okay. I think I think we all have Detroit and Montreal at seven eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think I, Boston's going to be very good this year. I want to yeah. give Detroit more credit, but I don't know. It's kind yeah. of hard. They they're they're kind of at that point where. If Raymond and Cider take steps further than what they're at, mm-hmm. they'll definitely be a lot better. Um, but they're just kind of filling roster spots. You know, you have like guys like Kubalik. Um, they got Peron now. He'll help a little. Peron. Mm-hmm. So like they're certainly filling out the roster to kind of help those guys take that next step. But I still feel like it's not going to translate into many wins. Even though yeah. I mean Philly Huso being your 
starter presumably it's gonna kind of help your odds to win games a little bit better i forgot yeah i forgot he was there i just i I won't believe it until i see it that's me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't boston's a weird one to me i just don't understand i never really know what they're gonna do i feel like if boston's bad at the deadline you're gonna see posternock and his agent saying that they want out yeah yeah that wouldn't be too surprising honestly I, I feel like they'll make that executive choice of find us a team to try and win it this year, mm-hmm. and we'll deal with contract after. Because he's a yeah. free agent next year, isn't he? I, I think he is. I don't remember if he's up next year or if he's the year after. Well, I think it this, is after... Uh, I think it is uh, after this coming season, but yeah. It'll be interesting to see what kind of season he has. Them and their uh, projected cap space of uh, $84 million right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Posternock. Yeah, he's a UFA 23-24. Okay. Damn, they have a lot of guys up next year, too. They do. Krejci. I mean, he's only there on a year. Chris Wagner. Tom Noshek, Bergeron. Craig Smith. Pavel Zaka. Nick Foligno. Yeah, I forgot to hit Nick Foligno, too. Connor Clifton. And then after that, you have Jacob Zaboral. Mike Riley, Derek Forbert, and Matt Grizzlick are all 24-25 UFAs. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's some guys that uh, might be some big turnaround in Boston. Yeah, because they only have McAvoy and Lindholm, the longest, both eight years, and then Brandon Carlos, five. Uh, Jake so. DeBrusque is up 24-25. Hall and Marshawn are up the same year. I didn't know they had uh, coil for another four years. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of your your odds look pretty bad when uh, Charlie Coyle's your longest tenured forward. Yeah, past a certain extent. <laughs> Feel like this may be the downfall of the Bruins that everybody has been dr- dreaming of. <laughs> it's weird. I like I I don't I don't mind watching them. They're kind of they're one of those teams that are really interesting to watch. Kind of like the Leafs, you know. Like where you don't care who wins, but they're fun to watch mainly because of the fan base. Yeah. And how they react to everything, you know? And it's just like, I would say the Leafs and Bruins have some of the craziest fan bases in the league. So they're fun. Yeah. To, they're fun to follow. <laughs> I feel like we can't count them out until they're like officially dead and done. But yeah, they seem to be that team that somehow finds a way and then is buying at the deadline trying to keep things going yeah but i mean we all thought they were done 2015 and it's true <laughs> they've made a cup final since like you know yeah fucking hockey's weird random shit happens all the time <laughs> yeah uh lou one yes. team one team in the atlantic division has to win the cup next who would you want to see Tampa. Tampa? I love Tampa. 
Oh my goodness. I was hoping you'd. Loves his bolts. I was hoping you'd say Buffalo. That backfired. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that or Ottawa? Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa would be cool. Ottawa would be very fun. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like, in terms of where they're at, I feel like realistically it's either going to be Tampa or Florida. Mm -hmm. I think this is the year that the Leafs don't get out of the get out of the first round and Dubas is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I think they bring in some old head GM and the blow up begins. And Matthews comes to Arizona. Howling in the desert. <laughs> He's coming home. Well, speaking of a uh, bunch of bunch of dudes switching teams and uh, potentially being in New Jersey, New Jersey's not New Jersey. Must clarify there. <laughs> that that was that was for you, Lou. You were supposed to jump in on that one. What'd you say? I was. I said New Jersey's set of new oh, sweaters. That's, that, that's that's a state. <laughs> you said it right. Oh, well, on the topic of new faces and new places, our Hockey 365 question of the week is with a bunch of guys switching teams this offseason, who do we think will be the weirdest to see in the New Jersey? He gives uh, some examples of Matt Kachuk in Florida, Burns in Carolina, and Johnny Gaudreau in Columbus. All three of those are going to be so weird, especially Burns, I feel like, because it almost, I, I always forget that Burns was drafted by Minnesota. Yeah. Like, for some reason, I can't see him in a wild jersey anymore. It's just always sharks. Yeah. So seeing him with the Hurricanes, that was going to be really weird. Um, Matt Kachuk will be weird. Um, trying to think of someone else that's even – that would be more odd, but I can't think of anybody right now. I mean, Johnny Gaudreau is definitely, I think, going to be the most talked about story this year just because of – the drama behind it. Yeah. But I mean, let's see. Let's Giroux, let's... Giroux and Ottawa will be odd. Yeah. Uh, especially as a team that has him locked up past a year. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm going through cap friendly. I've closed this tab like four different times this episode. <laughs> I have to keep opening it back up. I guess, I guess uh, Ryan Strom on the Ducks. Yeah. It'd be weird gonna... seeing seeing him I was with gonna us. say John Klingberg's gonna look weird Klingberg yeah like even He's just seeing him weird. in like the the Ducks Angels like co-branded stuff for Ducks night <laughs> that was the weirdest thing ever it didn't feel weird <laughs> let's see um yeah, there's not like a lot of dudes that have really been big trades outside of the matchup trade yeah I'm trying to think of good drill. I mean, Hubert O on, on the Flames will be interesting. To yeah, see. That'll, that, I think inherently just because those two trades are connected. Yeah. It's always going to be talked about. Yeah, and the thing is, the Flames and Panthers, like the way it looks weird to me is, is when a player is in a totally different color. Yeah. And that's not happening with that trade. So, like Kachuk and Hubert O are still going to be in red. So it yeah, won't, it's it won't a, look too it's weird. It's at least to me. like the colors are something similar. It's mm-hmm. not just like yeah, you got you got Giroux going from that bright orange 
of flyers to black and red of the senators. That one's going to be weird. Yeah. I'm trying to think of goalies. Um, Huso, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that one will be different. Going from blue to red. Yeah. Let's see. I was going to say, because, like, forward-wise, I mean, you could maybe say, like, Kirby Doc, just because he was such a high draft pick with the with the Blackhawks. But... Yeah, and he's still really young, so it's kind of – that's a little different too because it happened so fast. When did when did Aaron Dell go back to the Sharks? I he did. Cat friendly says he's on the Sharks. Oh, I'll say Aiden Hill with the with the Knights. There you go. Just, just for your friend. Just for just for Claire. <laughs> yeah, Phil Kessel. Oh, Phil Kessel. Jesus Christ. That's- yeah. It's not gonna go look weird. It's gonna look annoying. I like Phil. Yeah, but not only is he in a different jersey, but he's in a different number. So it's gonna be weird seeing him without eighty-one. Yeah, I think out of everything, that might be the weirdest part. Is just the number. Yeah. Uh, goalies are kind of the same. I mean, you can maybe say like Louis Deming being a Ranger now. Yeah. Um. Gorgiev going to the Avs. I forgot that happened. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah, pretty much like everybody's either stuck around with where they're at or. It's not like a big uniform change. Yeah, it's like it'll be like a different, like they're going into a different color, like a different shade of blue or. I'm like scrolling back almost a whole year because it's showing Tuka Rask signing on uh oh okay <laughs> on cat friendly and man had to retire because he lost six two to the ducks. You hate to see it. <laughs> well, I R. guess RIP Bozo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on the topic of goalies, we can get into our listener questions of the week and our uh but before we do that. Shout out Hockey365 as always. Yes, we please, love you. Please go follow his stuff. Yeah, shout out. Um, his, his account's going to be popping off once the season starts because... Oh, yeah, it's going to be nonstop, dude. <laughs> him posting videos all the time is a lifesaver if you've missed the highlight. Mm-hmm. So be sure you're following him. His account's quality as always. And, you know, yeah, he's always sh- providing us with the with the fire questions and stuff. To- yeah, and usually if I'm not... Um- if I'm sharing like a, a goal highlight either either on my account or now the podcast account, if it's not from like BR Open Ice or the NHL itself, it's most likely from him. <laughs> like he's always got always got them ready and and they're 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 just great. So make sure you're they're, following him. They're always right away too. Like, yeah, they're like on par with the NHL tweets, so it's mm-hmm. easy to. Easy to pick his out of the crowd because yeah, it pops up the fastest. Yeah, he's some. Sometimes he's even way before the NHL tweets about it. Sometimes he beats the Ducks on their highlight, so it's like, all right, I'll take, I'll use his. <laughs> so, getting into our questions this week uh, on the topic of goalies, Dalton, our pal from Twitter, asks us. Uh, well, he says last season Stolars had three shutouts and Gibson had one. Who do we think has more by the end of the season? Well, damn, I hope it's Gibson, but I feel like he has the worst luck of getting shutouts. 
like hits a defenseman in the head, goes yeah. off the goes <laughs> off the ref's back and hits him in the head. Ref kicks it in or <laughs> be like that clip from a couple years ago when Luongo got scored on when it hit the I hit Tim Peel in the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think I think Gibby. I think he's gonna have a bounce back year. Yeah, and does. with him getting a lot more, I mean, of course he's gonna have way more starts than Stolars, unless obviously injuries and all that. But I mean, he he has more of an opportunity to get more shutouts. Plus, the team's better in front of yeah. him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll say Gibson. I'll I'll throw out some numbers. I'll say Gibson gets five shutouts. Stolars will. I think Stolarz will match uh, his last year and have three again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gibson jumps from one to five for me and Stolarz stays at three. So look at that. The Ducks having eight shutouts. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I say, I say we're going to have an even split. I think both will have two at most. Okay. I kind of, I kind of feel like with where the team's at right now, it's going to be very run and gun at all times, and we're going to be winning or losing six five games or seven six games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel <laughs> like, unless suddenly the one side of the Ducks defense learns how to play defense mid season, we're not going to be seeing many shutouts. But I say <laughs> both are going to go two and two. Okay, nice even even split. Two and two. Yeah, it's always so frustrating with Gibson. He's always, like, so close. There's, like, two minutes left, or it's, like, the final minute, and, like, within the last 15 seconds, he gets scored on, and it's, like, dumbest Derek, reason. And Derek Grant's out on the six-on-five, and it's the fourth line that's been out there for five minutes this period, and Zegris is on the bench for some reason. and it's a, 30 seconds left, and just the opposing team coming on the ice, it's five-on-o. Oh. <laughs> And all the ducks are at the bench. They all collided behind the net. <laughs> all five of them. <laughs> well, our next question this week comes from Twinkie Boy in the disc, uh, the Discord, and he asks, "Will the Ducks be a team that spends all the way to the cap for the 2023-2024 season? If so, what big names do you think we bring in next summer?" And I have a list of free agents from that year that I can read off for you guys. Okay. Have guys like um, who we talked about earlier, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Ryan O'Reilly. Let's see. I hope these are all UFAs. I think they are. Cat Friendly has so many different fucking filters. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Yeah, there's like at least 50. So you have Kane, Taze, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Pacioretty, Matt Barzal, John Klingberg, JVR, Pasternak, uh, Debrinkit, Monahan, McKinnon, Larkin, Ocposo, Matt Dumba, Dubois, Timo Meyer. Then you kind of slowly get into some of the older guys like Jordan Stahl, Eric Johnson, Lucic, Quick, 
uh, Zucker, Bo, Bo Hor, uh, Horvat, Joe Pavelski, and the list goes on. Yeah. We can get 38-year-old Andrew Ladd at that point. Hey, if Kenny Dadanov will be a, a free agent. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Love to Try see him again. as a duck. <laughs> we have guys Orson like Kalorn, Gosses Bear, Tyler Bertuzzi, um, Brian Tyler Dumoulin. Shattenkirk will be a UFA that year. I feel like his oh, contract yeah. was a lot longer. No, this yeah, we get one more year of him. He'll he'll definitely be gone. I don't see them bringing him back. No, he's. Uh, I mean, in in terms of guys that are going to be free agents, like mind you, some of these guys I read off are also RFA too. Yeah, um, like your Dubois, Timo Meyer, Barzal, Debrinket, um. One that intrigues me is if we let Shattenkirk walk, I would not be opposed to uh, going after Matt Dumba. Oh, yeah. He might command a lot of money, and he, he'll he be 28, mm-hmm. it says, that year. I wouldn't hate that because I like Dumba. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Dumba a lot. And time has definitely passed on the need for JVR because I used to want him on the ducks for the longest time, but that ship sailed like four years ago. Well, it was almost thought that he was going to get traded at some point to the deadline to a team like us. Yeah. To facilitate, you know, just a cap dump, but we see the fucking tire fire. That's the flyers right now. And (laughs) I mean, sucks to suck. You had your chance. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Pacioretty, can go back on the whole who's going to be weird seeing in another jersey i forgot he is on the hurricanes <laughs> oh yeah that's right so that'll be weird um honestly with this question though it just all depends on where the ducks are by the end of the season or even the trade deadline yeah exactly like, if they've you know if everyone is kind of taking a a step forward like they're hoping for um and say they are fighting for a playoff spot but they just miss out or something this season then that might put verbeek in a spot that he wants to go out and get one of these guys to kind of push us over you know the top to finally get back into the playoffs so if that was the case and we we just missed out and we need maybe one or two pieces i wouldn't hate going after um I mean, pasta would be the dream, uh, but I don't see Boston. I mean, I guess you never Let know. Him but leave. yeah, I just I can't see that happening. Um, and same with McKinnon. McKinnon's not going anywhere. No. Um, but like you said, Dumba would be a good pickup on on defense, depending on on how they look in another year. Um, but I kind of like uh, Tarasenko would be interesting. Yeah, um... and he's still he's still. You know he's he's under thirty three, which is eh, he's injury prone. He is, yeah. He's he's been injured I'd a lot. Stay away but... from him. I feel like a Bo Horvat might be a little bit of a a stretch, mm-hmm. but the Canucks also aren't great with their cap, so yeah, I could definitely see them 
kind of losing him to the market mm-hmm. um, unless somehow they get the space for him. I'm more so looking at the guy that's underneath him. I would not hate to have Joe Pavelski for a year. Yeah. That would I, I feel cool. like that'd be a, a, a good stopgap if you're just looking to kind of fill out the roster. Yeah. Um, He'd be 38 at that point, I believe. Because I yeah, think this is looking at their age that season. I hope so. Because <laughs> um, if not, you know, he's 38 now and would be 39 mm-hmm. that offseason. Granted, okay, actually, no, it actually is looking at their age currently. So he would be 39. Yeah, because Klingberg, it says he's 30 and he is 30 right now. So I wouldn't hate a year Pavelski is just like a you know third line center at most because mm-hmm. he's he's still got it. Yeah. You know, I his his years in Dallas have been kind of not so much weird, but it's just like everyone was like, Oh, he's going to a new team and he's just gonna kind of be that role guy. And he's yeah. arguably been one of their best players. Yeah. Like between him and Robertson, like he he played all 82 this year. Which did he third, play all 82? That's what it says. Damn. Hmm. Good for him. Um, but it's like at his age, like he played a full 82 games this year. Yeah, and he's almost 40. Like longevity like that out of a guy like him is ridiculous. And I would take that in a heartbeat, especially if it's not anything crazier than what he's making. Yeah. Yeah, because he when the deal expires, he'll be making five hundred thousand less than six. So he's at uh five five right now. Okay. Maybe give him like four or five at most. I, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. That would be a cool signing, like like a secondary signing, like if we already got someone else mm-hmm. and he was another one just to add. Uh, to what we already have, because um, I think kind of cool. kind of like the one two of Vertrano and Strom. Strom, yeah, exactly. Like if we went out and got, because Dylan Larkin would be interesting too. I almost feel like if Detroit's out of a spot and they don't know what they're doing with him, mm-hmm. I, I I almost think they trade him at the deadline. Yeah, they could, and he's only twenty six, so I don't feel like they would do that, but with kind of how they're trending if they aren't so great. You know, Steve Eiserman definitely hasn't been shy in the past of having to make tough decisions. And yeah. Doesn't feel like a Steve Eiserman move, but it's an intriguing name. But I, I kind of feel he's along the lines of McKinnon and those guys where it's I like, can see that. Yeah. He's big, it's gonna he's a... it's gonna take a lot to get him out of there. Yeah, he's a he's a big part of the Red Wings. So Oh, Freddie Anderson will be available. <laughs> yeah, that ship has sailed. I, I don't want any more who's better, Gibby or Freddie conversations. If AD Beak becomes available, I'd want the Ducks to at least try to talk to him. I mean, can pull out the old reliable and use the offer sheet, but doesn't seem to be very reliable because no one uses it. Yep. All right. I'm I, I'm changing my answer. I said Tarasenko and maybe Larkin, but I missed this name. Um Alexander Kerfoot. 
That wouldn't be terrible. Kerfoot's a good yeah. little centerman, and he can play both wings, can he? Uh, it's he's listed as center or left wing. So okay, I mean, hey, having a secondary position never never hurts. Yeah. That would be cool. I've always liked him. Have him as like a three or a four C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on how everything goes with, you know, Lundestrom and where McTavish is in another year. We are. I'm really not worried about McTavish though, but. <laughs> We're forgetting about elite penalty killer Derek Grant. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting into our next question, uh, Double K Surf on Twitter asks us, so our right side of the D is set. Who sticks as the sixth and seventh defenseman on the left side? So many choices. And then he follows that up with, do Terry and Z play on the same line together all season? Do we want to answer the first or the second part first? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they do. You think I they don't do? know for how long because Dallas Eakins and Dallas Eakins, but I mean, if the Eric Stevens thing from yesterday is any indicator of what we're looking at, um, oh, the, the zebras, Terry McTavish. That if that's if that's our top line this year, holy fuck, <laughs> that is going to be fun. Once, once Tyler drops that starting lineup tweet, I pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling when, if and when that happens this season, there are going to be a lot of um, normal tweets from us. You know, nothing, nothing out of pocket, but no, nothing weird at all. Nothing that would make Tyler feel like he should block us. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at the roster right now. But I will say really quick, I don't think they play the whole season together. Yeah, I don't uh, think Ter- they do either. Terry and Zegers. I think maybe at the beginning of the year, I can see them. I don't know, because like Aiken switches it up so much and so fast where they could be set to start the season together. And then with the second period starting, they're already broken up. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll, but I'll... I'll give them like the first five to 10 games. And then after that, I can just see it being a complete mixed bag of everything. Depending on how they, how it goes. I agree. I feel like it's very short lived, but Mm -hmm. if it does last all season, hell yeah. Yeah. We definitely want it to. (laughs) I think consistency will be key. I, Mm -hmm. I feel like the second they start slumping or not producing as a line, which may be very hard with all of that talent on the top line, but like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's going to take them just not having any puck luck at all for that to go wrong. Yeah. Um, on the defense side of things, so we have Fowler can play both. He can play left and right. Mm-hmm. Kulikov's listed as both left and right. Vakaninen's both left and right. Mahura can play left and right. And then you have Colton White and Simone Benoit. As your other guys currently listed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we have, let's see. I mean, John Moore's pretty much buried in San Diego, so we don't have to think about that. Yeah, Vakaninen and Josh Mahura. But you have Zellweger is technically a lefty, mm-hmm. Jalovi is a lefty. And then you have uh, Mintyukov is your other one. Oh, yeah. 
He's not, he's not going to be playing this year. I don't feel like he's going to play more than five games. So I won't, I won't even come, I won't even put him or Zellweger in that boat. Cause yeah. I feel like Zellweger would have to really, really like kill it out of camp for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it's anybody, it's probably going to be Mahura as the seventh guy. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm interested in Drew Hellison too, but. Oh yeah, Drew Hellison. He's a righty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But when you have Shattenkirk, Klingberg, and Drysdale as your three right defensemen, yeah, you know, have fun cracking that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you have Cam as your top uh, lefty. You do Kulikov as your second D. Second, yeah, and then Vakaninen yeah. is your third. And have Mar- have it Benoit and Mahura as six seven, yeah, and then kind of have it as follows: like you know, probably Jalovi behind them is eight, and then Colton White is like nine. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely say. I really think I'm hoping Mahura can start. He's been kind of he's been taking a little bit. To get maybe, going, maybe the new number will help <laughs> make mm. him feel lighter. Hey, dropping dropping that heavy uh the heavy seven from your number. <laughs> it is interesting to think of though. Um, you know, and if Nathan Bolu cracks the lineup, he's also a, a left and right. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's a little old. I didn't realize he's twenty nine. Is he? Yeah. I mean, I'm not really putting much sock until they say he makes the team. Yeah. But, I mean, for the first time in a while, the defense doesn't look terrible. Yeah, it's definitely an upgrade already. And they haven't even played a game. But they're definitely an upgrade already from last season. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly an air of one side's all offense and the other's all defense. But Yeah, I'm just excited to see Fowler and Klingberg together. That's going to be something else. That's going to be wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like an adult league game where you have the one, you have the one defenseman that's like up in the play. Yeah. Like trying to get stuff started. And the one defenseman that's left is standing in the middle of the blue line, turning and like looking at you every couple seconds. Like, yeah. are you seeing this shit? <laughs> but it's definitely going to be a lot more exciting. So, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I agree with you on the whole. It's going to be Benoit and uh, Mahura for sure. Unless like camp and preseason, someone else takes over. But I feel like those should be locks for those two should be locks for six and seven. Yeah. I mean, as long as Simone's not hurting himself, trying to check guys like he did last year. (laughs) He needs to relax, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our next question comes from Spence in the Discord, and he asked this last week, but we didn't get to it. Uh, but he asked, "Who has the best vibes per sixty on the team?" Ever Zegers. Let's um, say, let's say other than Zegers. Yeah, because uh, we we mentioned him a little 
a little too um, much these days. John Gibson? Honestly, yeah. Gibson just has that I don't care. All chill. Well, I won't say he's always chill. He does have some moments where he goes off the rails and it looks like he wants to <laughs> murder somebody with his stick. But <laughs> um, it's too bad we don't have Sonny Milano anymore because I would have said him. Uh, I feel like vibes per 60. Let's see. I feel like Max Jones is an always upbeat guy. Yeah, I would put Max Jones in that category or maybe like Drysdale. <laughs> <laughs> just because Drysdale, I feel like there's nothing going on up there. <laughs> He's just gliding around, just, you know, living his life. And Kirk always seems happy. Every time they show him, he's smiling about That's something. That's true. That's true. Who are you thinking, Lou? I said John Gibson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, John Gibson's a good choice, too. I'm just looking through like the the names in the system. Every time they talk to Dostal, he sounds like he's happy and into like whatever whatever's going on. Yeah. He also just seems like a guy that isn't gonna like maybe part of it's the uh the language barrier. Even though they did say he speaks very good English for someone that uh came over recently, I guess yeah. you can say, because he he's played mostly in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And he was with uh fuck, what was his team called? But I remember two training camps ago when he came over, uh Sudzi said that uh he is very well spoken for someone who doesn't speak English as a first language. Yeah. But I'm also biased because I do love me some some Dostal. <laughs> Same here. Yep. We're all aboard that train along with the clan gang, and we got a whole thing going over here. <laughs> well, we have one last one, but do you want us to ask it, Lou? We know you're no, not. No, let's too- save it till next week. Okay. We'll save it till next week. But I feel like before we go, I have to explain myself because I caused a bit of a tizzy last night on Twitter. <laughs> but before we get out of here, I have to be the controversial food take of the week. I haven't and- done one in a while. We had to heal from the last Lou take. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear it, but vanilla bean ice cream is terrible. And it is a flavor thing with me. It is not. I will willingly eat it because a lot of restaurants carry it for their desserts. And anytime Heather and I go out, we get ourselves some dessert because who doesn't want dessert? But I just have this innate hatred for vanilla bean ice cream. I just do not like it. I feel like French vanilla would be a better option. I just don't know what it is about vanilla bean. It's just, I angrily have to eat it when I have my dessert. I do not like it. Eating it while mad. I could just just picture you eating it while like completely (laughs) upset. (laughs) I just don't, I, I don't know what it is. There was like a point of my life in in like my teenage years where like that's all my parents would get from the store mm-hmm. 
And maybe it was just I had it too often that you get sick of the, the flavor of it. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know. I just, in in the tiers of ice cream and especially in the tiers of vanilla, I feel like there are a lot better choices. But I feel like I offended everybody yesterday saying I disliked it. I just, I, I enjoy yeah, I myself. My feelings. <laughs> I just I enjoy myself from uh some vanilla bean ice cream. But do you want me to start a poll on Twitter and see? Should we should we get the war going a little bit more or do you want to just keep it here? <laughs> you know, I see I think explaining myself a little bit better may may take the heat off. Okay. Maybe if uh if everybody's still saying my opinion's wrong, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be wrong in the poll too, so yeah well if you had to choose like one ice cream flavor what would it be just in like in general or talking in the context of like with another like dessert just in general strawberry oh yeah same here strawberry is the best ice cream it is 100 percent. lou are you with us no oh damn it i thought we were gonna be good on that one (laughs) It is so it goes if you're if we're ranking just the Neapolitan flavors, it's strawberry, mm-hmm. vanilla, and then chocolate. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know what it is about chocolate ice cream, but chocolate's only good if it's like Rocky Road or like Moose Tracks or something. Like yeah, that. I I don't care for chocolate ice cream that much. Like I never get it. Like if I'm ever that having sucks. <laughs> if I'm ever having a craving, it's always strawberry. Like I like getting the strawberry ice cream that has like the strawberry chunks in it. I'm not a huge strawberry chunks guy, but no. there are certain places that do it well that I like. Yeah. So it's not my preferred but strawberry of choice, but any strawberry is just wonderful. I had this whole thing with uh, my friend Caleb too, because I used to make fun of him that he would drink, he can just drink plain milk. Like that's that's kind of serial killer behavior, but right? It's kind of sketch, right? It's a little little <laughs> sus. Um but I would get on him about it. He doesn't do it anymore, I guess. Maybe I bullied him out of it. I don't know. But um, <laughs> he kicked um, his habit. <laughs> God damn it, Chris. <laughs> but um, he used to he used to get on me for liking strawberry milk. So, because that's another thing with milk, like plain milk, strawberry, or chocolate. I I I go with strawberry every single time. I feel like chocolate milk's better than strawberry milk. <gasps> I don't know what it is. I mean, I kind of feel like one's just a melted version of the other, so I don't know why I'm picky, but <laughs> you know what? I'm an adult. I can make those decisions oh, and hold these opinions it. myself. <laughs> Lou, what do you think about the milk? Fuck milk. <laughs> you don't like any kind of milk? Just fucking regular milk, man. I don't know. I don't have an opinion. Have you ever had almond milk? No. Or coconut? No, I don't like coconut. Coconut milk's not bad. I love it. Certain almond milks with me. Mm -hmm. But that's all I have my cereal with now is is coconut milk. Hey, when when you have when you're lactose intolerant, so your only option sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to deal with the the hand you're dealt. I feel like I can only have certain cereals with with regular milk and then just suffer through the pain. Like you got to eat like frosted flakes and fruity pebbles with regular milk. Yeah. 
Oh man, I haven't had fruity pebbles in a long time. Dying like cocoa krispies. Yeah. Were you a big Reese's Puffs guy? The cereal when it first came out was like all I would eat. Yeah. And then like many things you hyperfixate on. Like (laughs) I got very tired of it very quick. Only cereal I could ever eat without like over and over without fail is uh, frosted flakes oh, okay but yeah that's a that's a good one i used to my big one was honeycomb honeycombs are good yeah i never understood like the the hype behind like sugar smacks ah uh, yeah i don't know that cereal always tasted terrible yeah that and fuck what was the other one um is it golden grams oh yeah I feel like when they added like the s'more or like the chocolate pieces, the golden grams, it was good. Mm-hmm. But like it was always like it was like cinnamon toast crunch. Like it gets soggy so fast. It does. Yeah. I mean, cereal in general just gets soggy really quick. But it's like <laughs> the second it touches the milk, it's just already like dissipating. And it's just like, oh, well, fuck me, I guess. I'm not eating my cereal. <laughs> guess I'll just drink it. <laughs> That's always the worst too. Mm-hmm. You get to like the the bottom of the bowl, and it's just all uh, what's the best way to describe it? It's all like gooped up, and like all the pieces. I find this this is getting like oddly spe- specific. So I I apologize to anybody. It's like, what the fuck are you on about? But I hate when the cereal gets to that point where it's just like the milk is warm oh, or it's yeah. like starting to get room temperature. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll save this conversation for another day where <laughs> this makes someone, you feel... someone maybe has an hour. I feel like I'm <laughs> going through all of my weird. Yeah. This ravings. Makes you... <laughs> <laughs> this makes you feel weird when you have it like room temperature milk. It's just like, I don't think it's safe either. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound safe, man. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, at well. least we found the uh, episode title, Room Temperature Milk. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, that is it question-wise, and we better wrap this up before we start ranting about more things. Yeah. But this was a a good little episode. It was nice to get back with some news uh, because the last few weeks have been sporadic and a little over the plate, all over the place. But yeah. And next week we'll have another, you know, every week we're going to do this division stuff. We're going to, we're going to predict division standings. So next week we'll probably do what the Metro. Yeah. I'd say get the Metro out of the way. Okay. And we're saving Pacific for last, obviously. So yeah, that'll be fun. I feel like It'll there's more us. to talk about with the Western Conference. So yeah, and doing you know one of one division a week will lead us pretty much right up to the beginning of the of the season. So it'll be fun. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that is it from us this week. We will uh, let you guys go. Uh, follow us on our socials. Follow the hockey focus, please. Um, I'm going to try and get the blog out earlier this week because I ran into a lot of troubles when I procrastinated last <laughs> week. So um, I'm going to try and avoid that this time. Yeah. Um, 
but just keep an eye on our socials. Uh, we'll probably have this out Thursday as usual. Um, yeah, you know. Maybe we do another uh, Twitch stream this weekend if everyone's down. Who knows? We'll we do have uh, two more days till we technically reach that part of the affiliate. Uh, yeah, we need a thing Saturday that we need. and Sunday. <laughs> so maybe we'll get one of these uh, weekend streams in yeah. sooner rather than later. Yeah, follow yep. us everywhere. Late Arrivals Pod. Uh, if you like our stuff, leave us a rating and review if you can. I know Spotify, you can't leave a review, but leave us a rating. Apple, leave us a rating and, uh, you know, a review as well. And we can maybe read them if they're funny. <laughs> yep. oh, we can read Dave's again. <laughs> they lost Dave's the game. One. <laughs> well, that is it from us. We will uh, see you guys next week with right. uh, another episode chock full of news and probably more chaos talking about food. More milk talk. <laughs> more room temperature milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. See ya. See ya.